This is an independent podcast. Nathan here. We're proud to have Syntax Strategic as our sponsor. Syntax, led by entrepreneur Jennifer Stewart, is an all-female Canadian public relations and marketing firm that believes in supporting people like us dudes, those who want to tell stories of others and make the world a little bit better and brighter. Hello, my name is uh, Chantal Petitclair. I am a senator for the Senate of Canada, but uh, in another life, I used to be a Paralympic athlete. I'm still a Paralympic medalist, and this is my interview with the interview dudes. So, Senator Petitclair, your career has so many incredible accomplishments. What has been your most meaningful accomplishment to you in terms of your career? Uh, This is a very, very difficult one because... uh, It's like I have two life or more than two life in one life. And I suppose uh, a personal accomplishment for me, uh, of course, is is, uh, when I was an athlete and I represented Canada for five Paralympic Games. And and I had this amazing privilege uh, to to go around the world and bring back some, some gold medals to Canada. And I'm, of course, very, very proud of that. But this is, you know, this was all about me and trying to to push my own limits and and go chase my very personal uh, dream. Uh, So I guess uh, this other part of my life now when I am uh, in the Senate of Canada, uh, trying to make our legislations a little bit better uh, and trying to help Canadian is, is something that I am also uh, at least equally proud. What does the Senate do? <laughs> that is a good question. And that is a question that even when I was approached to become a senator, uh, that was my first question uh, is, okay, exactly. What is a senator do? And, and I suppose uh, many, many Canadians, unfortunately, they know you know, they know about the Senate, they know about the House of Commons, and they know that, you know, we are the house of sober second thought is what it was intended. And I guess one very simple way to say that is that we, to explain it, is uh, that we come from all around the country. Uh, We have a responsibility to represent the most vulnerable. We are appointed, so we are not uh, voted, we are appointed, and which really means that every time a piece of legislation, so an, a new law, a new bill, is on on the way to becoming a law, uh, it goes through the House of Commons, it goes into committees for studying, and then it comes in the Senate, and the Senate has this responsibility to really take uh, a second look and and. Uh, a very deep and scrutinize and analyze and see, okay, if this bill, if is this legislation doing everything that it's meant to do in the best way that it can do it? And most importantly, is it going to be uh, helping all Canadians, especially the most vulnerable? So that's basically what we do. Um, so that means a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of arguing as well. Uh, it is quite, um, it's quite exciting. 
So why did you decide to become a senator after years of being a Paralympian? Well, uh, it is a good question because I sport was my life uh, for over 20, 25 years. And I was super passionate. I still am very, very passionate about health and sport and physical activity. Uh, and then I retired with, with all my medals, my 21 medals uh, in 2009. And, and then I went all the way to UK to coach the UK team in order to prepare them for their games in London. Then I came back to Canada and I was helping Team Canada uh, for the Rio game as chef de mission. And then I was at this place where I was wondering, okay, you know, what is it that I want to do? Uh, and one of my um, priority was, you know, uh, I, I felt that I was so privileged that I have been in this country with so many people supporting me as an athlete for sure, but also as a person with a disability living in a wheelchair. And I thought, you know, I don't know exactly what it is that I want to do for that next part of my life, but I want to make a difference and I want to have an impact. And, and this is when uh, this uh, new system of appointing independent senators, so senators that are not politically associated with the political party came up. And um, I guess I was, you know, my name was mentioned somewhere and I was approached and, and I thought about it. And the funny thing is that, you know, when they approach you and they say, is this something that you, you would want to do? Um, you don't have weeks or months, you have a few days to think about it. But when this happened, I just thought, okay, maybe this is exactly what, uh, what I can do um, that is also a, a huge challenge uh, out of my comfort zone, something I had never done before, obviously, um, a, a very, very steep learning curve, but uh, a very unique opportunity to, to try and, and make a difference. So, so that's, uh, one of, that's the reason, in fact, that I said, uh, I said yes to this challenge. So, You've been working as a senator since 2016. What has been the biggest surprise for you working in the Senate? Well, the biggest uh, surprise is how, um, how Canada is rich with its uh, diversity and, and, and uniqueness. Uh, when you come from a certain part of the country, like for me in Quebec, uh, I know all about Quebec. And, and of course, I was Team Canada as an athlete. But when I became a senator and I started reading and studying and listening and having people from all different places in, in the country with also different um, priorities and different uh, uh, questions and and it really made me very, very proud on how, um, how we have so many differences and yet we are all the same and we're all Canadian and we all want to build something out of those differences. And, and I think this is something I did not expect um, that, that the richness uh, of, of our differences and uh, and so this is one thing that, that um, makes me very proud of what we do and, and, and where we live. I guess the other thing that uh, I didn't expect is, you know, how 
important legislations are because we live in the country, we follow the rules, we follow the law, but when you follow the process of a piece of paper being introduced in the House of Commons and going through all the works that it takes to actually bring it back to the people and become a law, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is so much work and so many people uh, you know, in parliament, but also in all different organizations, spend so much time uh, trying to make sure that this law, this bill, this legislation will just be, you know, the best to, to make sure that everybody is protected. So um, I, I, I underestimated the, the amount of work, I think. What is the big difference between the Senate and the House of Commons? Uh, uh, there are many differences. I think, uh, you know, as you know, the House of Commons, uh, the member of the House of Commons are elected uh, and they, they are part of different parties. They are elected, they get there, they can be reelected. They have also a lot of things to do in terms of, of course, bringing forward legislations, but also representing the people who elected them. Uh, and, um, and they are on the field all the time. The senators also are representing uh, Canadians from their region. Like I'm, of course, speaking from Can Canadians, but also for people of Quebec. But I guess the, the big difference is being appointed. And some people say, oh, you know, being appointed is not, is not the it's not a great thing because if you're appointed, maybe you can't get fired so easily, right? And maybe, uh, and so some people see it a little bit as a downside, but I see it as a plus side because the fact that we are appointed, that we have been chosen by this committee because of who we are, because of the value that we bring and the expertise. And it also gives us a great sense of independence which really means that if I'm studying 1,000 piece of paper for one legislation and my only thought is, is not, you know, it's not political. It's really, is this going to be helping Canadians? And, and so, you know, people say that the two chambers are compl complementary and this is really what it is because we work one after the other, but we also work together. Um, the dynamic is very constructive as well, but at the same time, we do have this responsibility to say, okay, no, this is not working. Uh, this could be improved. And then we have the liberty and the responsibility to do that. Um, so as a Senator, um, what do you mainly work on and discuss and why? Well, I think uh, every Senator has of course their their passion and their priority and their expertise. So what happens is of course, we have to be knowledgeable of every single piece of legislation that comes before us. But that being said, you can't, you know, we can't be experts in, in everything. Uh, when we are going through legislations on firearms, I'm not an expert, but we do have some experts colleagues that I can reach out to and they can help me. So of course, for me, 
my expertise, my competence, and, and my passion and interest is really about sport, physical activity, access to physical activity, um, health, wellness, and also persons, the rights of persons with disabilities. Uh, so in a very practical way, when there was uh, legislation on accessibility in Canada, of course, I, I, I had an expertise and a lived experience that my colleagues did not have. So I took a, a leadership role on, on, on that front. Uh, right now, one of the things that for me is very, very interesting and important to me is that we are trying to move um, for Canada to be a little more um, restrictive, I suppose, when it comes to marketing to kids and youth and children. You know, as you know, some countries uh, will really say, okay, maybe junk food is not a good idea to have that on TV for to be attractive to kids. And, and it doesn't mean you can't buy it. It doesn't mean you can consume it. But should we, you know, should we publicize it? Um, I don't think we should publicize it as much as we do. Uh, so, so this is one thing that, uh, because of my focus uh, on, uh, on health, uh, is something that is very, and protecting uh, youth and, and, and children and kids. Um, so this is something that has been very um, a priority for me in the last few years. And, and I hope that, uh, that we can move with that. So, uh, so I guess, you know, you need to have a general knowledge, but then when it is something that you have the expertise, the competence and, and the passion, then you take a bit more of a leadership role. What did you think when you were awarded a star on Canada's Walk of Fame? Oh, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was such a very special moment because a lot of the things you do as an athlete and especially as a Paralympic athlete, now we know a little more of, of Paralympics and we follow them and we know who they are. But, but when I started winning my first medal, Paralympic sport was not, it was not so uh, well known, I, I, I think. And, and you go out there and you do, you know, you chase your dream, you, you work hard, you train twice a day, every day. And then you come back with medals and you realize that Canadians have been watching, they've been cheering and they know that you've won medals. And because when you compete, you're in a bit of this bubble and you don't, you know, you don't read the newspaper and you don't. Uh, and we didn't have social media at the time so much when I started. So uh, so coming back home and realizing that that Canada um, was proud of me and then on top of the medals that you win, having an uh, organization like the Walk of Fame recognizing what I did, uh, it was just very, very magic and special. What has been your favorite medal in the Paralympics? Oh, I think uh, the, my very favorite medal was uh, the medal of my 100 meter in Beijing. Uh, it was a very, very tough race. Uh, and sprinting is, you know, is so short. It's 16 seconds. It, it really allows for no mistake. You have to be perfect from start to finish. And I had some very, very big competition with the Chinese team. Uh, and two Chinese athletes uh, had a 
a much better start than I had, like an amazing reaction time. So I knew that winning this hundred, I would need to come from the back and and catch up with them uh, and chase them and pass them at the end. And this this is one of the most uh, stressful thing that you can do as an athlete because, of course, you know if you start at the front, it it gives you confidence. But if you start behind, uh, you really need to have the the trust and the confidence and and to be fearless and 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 very strong and and not give up. Um, and so um, so when I did pass uh, cross the finish line first and really very, very close. Uh, the second one was very, very close to me. Uh, it was just the most amazing, amazing moment. When did you get into wheelchair racing and what was your main reason? Uh, you know, it happened a little bit uh, by accident, really, because I had, well, I did have my accident. So I had my accident when I was uh, 12. And the truth is that um, I was... Uh, I didn't know I was good in sport, you know, I, I wasn't bad in sport, but I wasn't uh, super passionate about it. And, and I, I, I hadn't found out, I suppose, that I had this talent and, and potential. And then after my accident, I started swimming just to to be strong again and to be healthy, uh, to be able to be independent with my wheelchair. Uh, and then five years after as I was looking into keeping sport into my life, I just ran into the coach uh, for the wheelchair uh, track team in Quebec. And, um, and he saw me, so I was uh, in pretty good shape from the swimming. And so he asked me to try it out, uh, which I did. And, and um, I, I just fell in love right away. I just loved the, the, the technical aspect of it and the speed. Uh, and the challenge, uh, and the, you know, the adrenaline and the, the, so I guess before that, I knew that I liked and I enjoyed sport, but I didn't know that, um, I had it in me to enjoy competition, you know, to enjoy the adrenaline and the, uh, the butterflies and the, just trying to go and get it and win. And so this is what I discovered with wheelchair racing was that, uh, uh, well, I, I was pretty good at it and, and, and I, I really liked it. What would you say to encourage kids growing up in these times with the war in Ukraine and climate change to the unrest in many countries around the world? Uh, you know, I would say to, to, to keep the hope uh, and to, um, you know, and this is what I, I, I tell myself as well when I look at what's happening in the world, uh, whether it's, it's the wars, like you said, uh, environment, it can be very scary uh, and stressful and, and it can be easy to become a bit pessimistic. And, and what I'm trying to tell myself and what I want to, to tell everybody, I think, is that you know, we can make a difference. Uh, we can have an impact. We can choose the things that we can control. Um, I cannot control right now what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, I can voice myself and I do that. Um, but what is it that we can control? You know, how can we make those changes, not only by thinking and talking about it, but by 
our action? You know, what do we do every day to make our small world better, uh, to make our planet better? What do we eat? What do you know? What do how do we cope with people? And, and of course, you know, one can say, well, this is very little. It's not going to to save the world. But but one plus I, I really believe in the power of one plus one plus one plus one. And, you know, if everybody jumps in, it does make a difference. And, and, and we, we, you know, we see it. Uh, um, you guys are, are, are very young, but I remember a time when, you know, no one was grocery shopping with their own bag. Uh, and now it's over. So it's little changes, but, uh, but I, I, I want to believe that, uh, um, you know, that, that we can have an impact and, and that we need to focus on, on the things that we can do to have that impact day after day after day. So apart from being a senator, what other things do you do? Uh, well, what other things do I do? I, I still love sport. I love to travel. Uh, I am uh, the mother of uh, Elliot, who is eight-year-old. So uh, 10 minutes ago, we were doing homeworks, which uh, I'm not sure who uh, him or me hates the homework the most. <laughs> I don't like to do his homeworks. He doesn't, you know, so so I, I do a lot of family stuff because when you're an athlete, and that happens often, you stay an athlete for a long time and, and then you retire. And so sometimes... Uh, you have your children a little bit later in life, and that's the case for me. Uh, I still do some sport. I do some hand cycling. I do some kayaking. Uh, in the summer, two weeks ago, we were doing camping for the last time of the season. Uh, so I love to do that as well. Uh, and really traveling. Uh, I haven't been traveling a lot in the last uh, three years, of course, like everybody else. But this summer, for the first time, uh, we did a bigger trip because we were allowed to and we went to um, Costa Rica and so I did the uh, zip lining and all kind of things so I really like the outdoors a little you know when I can and I live uh, in Montreal right downtown Montreal at the Quartier des Spectacles so this is where they have all the festivals and they have the the restaurants and the outdoors activity and so so I'm I live uh, uh, when I travel, I like to do outdoors, but at home in Montreal, uh, we're very urban and in the city. And, and uh, uh, so we like to go to a lot of uh, uh, shows and um, art uh, exhibition, I suppose, and, and all of that. So uh, I guess I, I just like to have a bit of both. Yeah, this weekend, me and my family, well, not this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, me and my family, we went down to Montreal. We stayed at the, the West in downtown. It was really nice. We went to this nice pizza place. And then uh, we went to see this uh, museum about Vikings. It yes, was fun. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Now, Montreal is amazing, except for construction. It's yeah. constructions everywhere. <laughs> if they finish fixing everything, it will be uh, even more amazing. But yes, it is. It's good. <laughs> All right. You've been a 14-time gold medalist in the Paralympics. How did winning those medals feel, especially uh, your first one? Oh, um, you know, the, my very first gold medal was uh, 
in Atlanta in 96. So I want, I won bronze medal in Barcelona. And then four years later, gold medal in the hundred meter in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's one of those things when you have this uh, goal that is so important to you. It's not for other people. It's not to be in a newspaper. It's just because you're passionate about something and, and you have fun doing it and you want to do it the best that you can do it. And, and, and I'm very competitive, you know, and it's just inside of me. And, and so to be there in Atlanta and have this dream and goal and then to see it happen, uh, well, there's two things. First, it, it's fun, you know, it's the most, it, it's, just, it, it's just crazy. And it's like, oh my God. And, and you have 45,000 people in the stadium and screaming for you. And so it's just a very, very uh, fun, exciting time. But on a deeper level, it's also when you come back and then you reflect on it, it just makes you grow and it makes you confident because you work so hard to win those medals. And then when it does happen and you, you know, you, you put the time, the hours, you, you learn everything you need to learn. You, you get a good team, you, you face your weaknesses. You have to be honest and say, okay, this time I messed up this time. I need to fix that. I need to get better. And so you learn so much about yourself and, and then you realize that everything that you've learned about yourself that makes you grow and makes you a better person is, of course, as important or more important than the medal. And then on top of that, it really gives you a sense of confidence that if you can achieve something like that, that not many people have done, well, maybe, you know, maybe you can do whatever you want if it's important enough for you and if you're ready and willing to, to put in the work. And, and this is a, a really, it's really a good feeling, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're going to, to do it every time and you're going to win every time, but you know it's possible. And just believing and knowing that it's possible to turn the crazy ideas and the crazy dreams into a reality it's just something that stays with you all the time. So, unfortunately, I think that's all of our questions, right, guys? Mm -hmm. Yep. Thanks for coming. On the podcast. It was a pleasure interviewing you, Chantal. Thank you so much, guys. It was so much fun being there, and I'm a big fan. This podcast is hosted by the Interview Dudes, Jack Charon, Nathan Cox, and Ben Peters. Produced by... James Charon. Music by Kevin McLeod at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-T-E-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening.